Hello, good morning. Today is Monday, October 30th, 2023, time 828 a.m. Eastern Time. We're on the episode of The Bridge, episode 136 of The Bridge. Now, I think one of the things that I'm going to do is make sure you guys are saying. Here, me and my humble opinion about things that's going on in the Mainly for me, music, sports, politics, current events, and local national news that I've dealt with. Uh, I've got show for you. I've got things to get into. More mass shootings. We know about the one that took place in Lewis and Marion and the county that was one that took place at a Halloween party in Tampa, Florida on the Saturday night going to early Sunday morning. Uh, praying for the people of Mexico that were dealing with the Hurricane Otto. Uh, all hostages were released by Hamas. Uh, more Jag, uh, judges ordered more Jag voters to Donald Trump. So it's going to keep people's mouth shut. Uh, John Sardine, Speaker of the House, got college and NFL baseball scores coming up. Uh, big deals that were signed in the NBA and um, things of that nature, things about so forth and so on. But as I've done the past two or three years, I know COVID is not going away like everybody says it once was. It's still out there. And again, now we get into almost November. Flu season is definitely wrapping up. So, you know, just like you get the flu shot, if you've not done so, please don't get vaccinated for COVID. You need to get the booster shot if you're eligible to get that also. If you can't get eliminated, we can only decrease it. But again, nothing is never an option. I'll say that once again. You can't eliminate it. You can only reduce it. But doing nothing is never an option. If you can, when you're vaccinated, go get the booster shot. Speaking for somebody who's had COVID, I know what it can do. I know it's dangerous. I understand you may be skeptical. You may have questions. But once again, doing nothing is never an option. Just put it out there. Um, as I said earlier, we had a mass shooting that took place in Lewis and Marion. 18 people were shot and killed. 50 to 60 plus injured people. 50 to 60 plus people were injured. Um, subject Robert Card, I believe that was his name. Uh, late 30s, early 40s. Had a strong, long case of mental illness. Um, I think a couple days before the shooting happened, he went out and bought a rifle. AR-15, if I'm not mistaken. And one of the questions that was asked before he bought purchased the rifle, purchased the AR-15, do you have a case of uh, history of mental illness? And he checked yes, and they still sold him the gun. They still sold him that AR-15, knowing he had a case of mental illness. And he went out, he said, I could go to a bowling alley, I could go to Walmart, I could borrow it from shopping center and so forth like that. Places where he knew it was going to be a large amount of people. And once again, 18 people were shot and killed. 50 to 60 plus were injured. Um, he fled the areas after he did the shooting and went to, I believe, a trailer unit of a place where he used to work at. And that's where they found him with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So apparently he had killed himself and he left a note. Um, saying what his access and resources was, uh, numbers to his bank accounts and all that. I don't know if he was married or if he had any kids, but um, the United States government, once again, is failing us as people. They are failing us. And here we are <clears throat> coming up on November. We all know November. Every November's election season in this country, whether it's, whether it's local, national, whether it's local, state, or national. And something should have been done a long time ago. 
Oh, I was telling my wife this last night after Sandy Hook. After Sandy Hook, after that shooting that took place at that school, and those babies were shot down and slaughtered like they were. Some type of legislation, some type of paperwork should have been passed. And that was in 2012. Here we are in 2023, going into going into uh, we're two months away from 2024, and we're still dealing with this mass shooting at the Dallas Police Conference. It's, it's, it's amazing that that store, whoever sold him that gun, should be charged. Oh, I'm sorry, because he answered that he had a history, a problem with mental illness, and they still sold him that gun. Family begged him to turn himself in, but of course he was found somewhere after they shot and killed himself. So the people in Lewiston, Maine, hoping they can rest a little easier, knowing that he was no longer a threat and he was no longer to fear. But once again, our United States government is feckless because some type of paperwork should have been passed a long time ago. Because there's no reason that these type of weapons should be allowed to be sold to just any person on the street, especially someone dealing with mental illness and they knew. Like I said earlier, 18 people in down in Tampa, Tampa, Florida, apparently at a Halloween party. 18 people were injured and two people were killed after a mass shooting that took place at a Halloween party in Tampa, Florida. I don't know if the subject was caught in that or not, but this happened in the wee hours of Sunday morning. So, just until, to me, until our government steps up to the plate, steps up to the plate and passes some type of legislation banning these type of weapons for people who have a known history of mental illness, something. Get the ball rolling in some direction. Make a decision. Because how many more people have to die before they do something? How many more babies or how many more kids or how many more people have to be buried? slaughtered, shot down before you realize this has been an ongoing issue. This is dating back to Columbine, which took place in 1995. I was 16 years old when it happened. I'm 40 now. Almost 25 years ago. This is something that we've been dealing as a country. We've been dealing with mass shootings, especially in places like schools and shopping centers and places where people are the most vulnerable. They just don't care. They won't do anything about it. It's just sad. Um, praying for the people down in Mexico. We had two natural disasters to hit that area over the weekend, over the past few days. Hurricane Ono struck the western coast, western uh, west coast of Mexico, killing 27 people. And at the same time that was going on, um, an earthquake struck the country. I believe it was a 4.4 on the Richter scale. So. When you're dealing with back-to-back natural disasters as powerful as hurricanes and an earthquake at the same time, that is nothing to play with. That is very serious. So hopefully, Red Cross, FEMA, every person that can get them resources and get them help down there is sending them help. So they're definitely, um, our thoughts and prayers are definitely going out to the people in Mexico dealing with that situation. Also, we have not forgotten about the people in Hawaii going through what helps dealing with those wildfires over the summer. Hopefully, they are starting to get back on their feet and getting the help and the resources that they need back there. At least four to five more hostages that were held by Hamas uh, were released over the weekend. I believe they still believe that there are 200 plus still being held at this time 
because we're dealing with the warriors still between uh, Hamas and Israel in that part of the uh, in that part of the world. Uh, U.S. air defense is deployed to the Middle East, also using land and sea units to deploy and assist where needed. Um, Biden and the Prime Minister have been in constant talks. And Biden basically said you need to defend that area of country with all humanitarian um, humanitarian efforts need to be exhausted to, to protect humanity over there because yeah, it's, it's a situation where you, know, you got the, the terrorist groups like that. You can't you can't you can't be hesitant, you can't you can't allow them to gain any type of strength or any momentum. You gotta go in there and snuff them out as soon as possible because you don't want them to gain any more. You don't want them to be in a situation where it's ten years like they were it was ten years later when they found Osama bin Laden. So the United States, United Nations has definitely said that they are having unwavering support for Israel as we begin with this situation. Uh, switch gears a little bit. A man who was on, who was intoxicated or high on mushrooms, tried to crash a plane out of the Alaskan airlines. He basically walked up to the cockpit saying, what does this button do? What is this uh, lever for? And they told him, and they basically was like, who are you? And he basically tried to crash the plane in midair and Another person, another case of mental illness. It's just, I'm sorry. Um, maybe this may sound cruel to me, but it's, I just have to be honest. If you have a person who is dealing with mental illness, I know they're an adult. I know they can function on their own, and, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. But traveling on their own. For a long period of time, especially when it's by bus or train or a plane or something like that, they should be having someone with them. I'm sorry. Because of situations like this, you never, because when you're dealing with something sensitive as mental illness, you don't know when that break is going to come. You don't know when that break is going to happen. You don't know when that episode is going to take place. And when you're dealing with someone, when you're dealing with a situation with people in the air or a plane, you're dealing with people who are traveling on this is on a train or a bus, or you're dealing with a situation where a person is working or in a group, a large amount of people, there's a lot of vulnerability there. Vulnerability. A lot of it. A lot of vulnerability there. And you don't know when that episode is going to happen. You don't know when that breakdown is going to take place. I'm sorry. They should have someone there traveling with them to assist them to help them out. Because a situation like that, that could have been tragic. That could have been another 9-11 where it crashed into a building, crashed into a pit. A lot of innocent people could have gotten hurt. So, I think he was taken into custody. And so, to avoid that situation, man, that's just my humble opinion. If you know someone has mental illness, whether they're traveling long distance, someone needs to be with them to assist them and help to explain their situation. Because you have another tragedy where someone could be mentally unstable, they have a breakdown. We've seen it where law enforcement and reinforcement shows up, they may not know they have a breakdown and they just eliminate the person. And not knowing if they had a mental breakdown, they were made a mentally unstable. So that's just my humble opinion. Let's switch gears again. Um the daily dosage of disgust when it comes to Donald Trump. 
judge fines him $10,000 for violating the gag order, says if he does it again, it'll be worse. That's someone in Trump's position. He doesn't care. $10,000 is like $10 to a regular person. He doesn't care. He's going to say what he wants to say. We can find him $100,000. We can find him a million dollars. He's still going to run his mouth. He's talking about lawyers. He's talking about judges. He's talking about judges. He's talking about any and everybody. But what's amazing to me is that six more whole Trump defendants agreed to plea deals in the case, in the uh, Georgia election case. And Jenna Ellis, his ex attorney, pleads guilty also in the exact same case. So while he's running, him, running his mouth in New York, dealing with the civil case, more and more people in your election case, which is federal, by the, which is federal, by the way, um, agreeing to plea deals. Anytime you agree to plea deals, it's basically saying that the person that you're tied to, I don't, uh, I'm doing what's best for me, and I am not going to, I'm not just going to throw the rest of my life away on someone like you. But yet, he still runs his mouth. He still thinks he's untouchable. I said, I said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it. If the United States government does not convict Donald Trump and send him to prison, then everything you have ever told us about the justice system is completely BS. Because everything, all these felonies, all these charges, everything that he's done, everything he's said, all these charges that he's facing, if he is not convicted and sent to prison, no fine, no, don't find him any money, no probation, he is not convicted and sent to prison. Everything you've ever told us about the American justice system is crap. Complete BS. So, we'll see. President Mike Johnson from Louisiana was named Speaker of the House. I think he had like 210 or 220 votes. So he was named Speaker of the House, but I really don't care because he's just another rabbit. He's, he's another one of those people who's begging and Election in 2020 was rigged and it was stolen. So, anybody that comes up to me, I, I'm just, that's just where I'm at with it. Anytime somebody says the 2020 election was stolen, Donald Trump was robbed, I basically don't have anything. I don't want to hear anything you got to say. I don't. So, but they named him Speaker of the House. So, see how long that lasts because it seems like the Speaker of the House shut down for every 45 to 60 days. So, we'll see what happens with that, how long he lasts. Anyway. Let's get into some. Um, let's get into some college. Let's get into some uh, sports scores from college football, NBA, NFL. A lot of um, got a lot of big things happening in sports over the weekend. Of course, we got the World Series that will come out the next back up again tonight. So, let's see what happens on the chances there. NFL scores from uh, week number eight that started off on Thursday, October 26th. Buffalo Bills defeated Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-18. Our Dallas Cowboys had a dominating victory yesterday, defeating the Rams 43-20. Dak Prescott looked good. He had over 300 yards passing for four touchdowns. So, had a very good game and a very good day for my Dallas Cowboys. Cowboy Nation is right. Miami Dolphins defeated the New England Patriots 31-17. Week 8, Tyreek Hill has become one of the fastest persons to ever get a 1,000 yards receiving at only week 8. We're only halfway through the season, and he already has a 1,000 yards receiving. So, he have two, if he goes at this pace, he can have 2,000 yards receiving by the time the season is over. Um, the New York Jets in overtime defeated 
The New York, New York Giants, 13 to 10. They are 4 and 3. And Aaron Rodgers was seen after the warm-ups, dropping back, putting weight on that leg, and growing at a rapid pace. So the fact that he tore his Achilles in week one, and he's now dropping back and throwing passes in week eight, he's definitely trying to play again this season. And if the Jets keep staying afloat, it wouldn't surprise me maybe after Thanksgiving or maybe December, he tries to get ready to go to complete this season. Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 20-10. Tennessee Titans in their old Houston Oilers colors. They defeated the Atlanta Falcons 28-23. Nice to see DeAndre Hopkins had over 100 yards and two touchdowns. It just reminded people he is that dude who can get him the ball. Uh, Carolina Panthers and uh, Bryce Young's first win as a Carolina uh, Panther defeated the uh, Houston Texans 15-13. Minnesota Vikings defeated the Green Bay Packers 24-10. Kirk Cousins, he tore his Achilles heel. In that game, so he is there. His season is basically over. A lot of people think his time in Minnesota may be over because he's 35, and he's that he's on, I think he's on the last year of his contract, so they may be trying to move him to another direction, but we'll see. Uh, who that nation? Uh, you know, Miles Happy from the New Orleans Saints defeated the uh, Indianapolis Colts 38-27. Philadelphia Eagles remain at, um, I think the Philadelphia Eagles have the best record now in the entire league. They defeated the Washington Commanders 38-31. Seattle Seahawks in their cool throwback jerseys. They defeated the Cleveland Browns 24-20. Baltimore Ravens defeated the Arizona Cardinals 31-24. And shocker yesterday, the Denver Broncos defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 24-9. And the Cincinnati Bengals have uh, they defeated the San Francisco 49ers who have dropped three straight. Three straight since they beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. They defeated them 31 217 and in the nightcap the Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Chicago Bears 30 to 13. Monday night football. We have the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Detroit Lions in Detroit. I think they said this is the first time since 2018 that the Detroit Lions will be on Monday night football. So definitely looking forward to that coming up at 8:15 tonight on ESPN and ABC. Let's get into some college football scores. From week nine, Ole Miss defeated Vanderbilt 33-7. They defeated Wake Forest 41-16. Kansas defeated Oklahoma, knocking them out. They were previously undefeated, defeating them 38-33. Penn State defeated Alabama, Indiana 33-14. Georgia defeated Florida 43-20. Texas defeated BYU 35-6. Oregon defeated uh, Utah 35-6. Notre Dame and Notre Dame Pittsburgh defeated them 58-7. Louisville shut out Duke 20 defeated Winston 28. USC defeated California in a shootout 50 to 49. Washington defeated Stanford 42 to 33. Air Force defeated Colorado State 30 to 13. Tennessee defeated Tennessee defeated Kentucky 33 to 27. Ohio State defeated Wisconsin 24 to 10. Um Georgia Tech defeated North Carolina in a shootout, 46-42. James Madison, who was 8-0 this season, defeated Old Dominion, 30-27. Arizona defeated Oregon State, 27-24. UCLA defeated Colorado, 28-16. Ah, Prime still two wins away from a bowl game, but the team is, they basically got outplayed in, uh, against UCLA. Still a lot of games left, a lot of games left, but hopefully they'll pick it up and get those two wins because you definitely want to see them um, get to a bowl game this year. 
but we'll see. Uh, World Series kicks back up tonight in Arizona. That series is tied one to one after a dominating win by the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks in Game Two. They defeated them, I think, nine to one in that Game Two. So Game Three will kick back up tonight in Arizona. Games three, four, and five will be played in Arizona. So looking forward to that series. Um, Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a three-year, $186 million extension with the Milwaukee Bucks to extend his career in Milwaukee. I guess they said he they went out and got Dane Time, who looked very good in his home opening um, in the season opener against 76ers on Thursday. I think he had like 38, 39 points, showing people how big time he is. So definitely looking forward to seeing those two play together this season. Uh, last week, Kareem Jackson had a hit on uh, Green Bay Packers receiver. And he was suspended four games. He appealed it, and now he was suspended two. So he didn't play yesterday, and he will miss next week's game. To me, it looked like a clean hit, shoulder hit. Same um, Shiloh Sanders when they played the Colorado game against UCLA. It looked like he hit the guy with his shoulder. He didn't even use his head. All shoulder, it was just a good, solid tackle. And they disqualified him, and they suspended him. Basically, football, some some aspects of football is becoming a two-hand touch game. It's becoming a defender is like, what do you want me to do? It's basically becoming a two-hand touch or put flag on them because you don't you don't want them to hit you. You want them to keep their head up. I get that to avoid concussions and neck injuries and things of that sort of nature. I understand you want to hit them in the torso, hit them in the thigh, try to avoid the knee and the head area. I get that. But as a defender, it's like, what else am I supposed to do? I'm keeping my head up. I'm hitting, lowering with my shoulder. What else am I supposed to do? So it's just, it's just that, just a bad call in my opinion. Congratulations to Dusty Baker who announced his retirement after the um, Houston Nationals were um, eliminated by the Texas Rangers in the ALCS. Uh, Dusty Baker has a baseball career that extends five plus decades. I believe he played in the, of course, he was a player, and then he coached for like. He was a uh, baseball coach for like 20 plus years. Finally got him a World Series um, World Series ring as a coach last year with the Houston Astros. So congratulations to Dusty Baker on a Hall of Fame career. You are definitely Hall of Famer as a player and as a coach. And like I said last year, congratulations to him on finally getting that World Series ring. The NBA announced that when their media deal is up in 2024-2025, that they are going to um, two expansion teams are coming to the NBA. One is coming back, being the Seattle Supersonics, and the other one is going to be in Las Vegas. Um, that's cool, because Seattle is definitely a sports town. It's definitely a big basketball town. And the fact that they're going to bring back um, the Supersonics in, in Seattle is definitely a cool thing for the people in the great Northwest. And Las Vegas is a sports, it's just a sports hub, with the Aces winning, the Knights winning hockey, got the Raiders out there with that stadium. It's just a, a, makes all the sense in the world. I mean, put a big, humongous stadium out there and just let them, and people are definitely going to flock to it, especially they are going to come out there and see you got the Super Bowl that's happening this year. And if you put an NBA team out there, it just makes all the sense in the world. So definitely looking forward to seeing that. Switch to some entertainment um, news real quick. Um, Jay-Z had a very great interview with Gail King where he just revealed a lot. Of course, they had the exhibit, uh, the Book of Hove in the Brooklyn Public um, Library that took place um, 
uh, people can go up there and, and see the exhibit for free. I think the last day of that is going to be December 4th, which is Jay-Z's birthday. Uh, basically, he was just telling um, the thought process of making albums, um, his life before music, how he worked hard to get in as an independent, um, how he just seen Blue grow into a beautiful young lady and how she performed with Beyonce during the Renaissance tour and how she's coming to her own as a dancer and a performer. Uh, basically telling Yale that he would like to make more albums, make more songs, but they have to mean something. They have to be something that's important. He doesn't just want to make music just to be making tunes. And Jay-Z is at a point, man, with his success and everything he's achieved and accomplished, he has nothing to prove to anybody. He's just basically, if he any any songs he does now, it's just basically for the love of music. Like you said, he wanted to mean something. So if there's anybody that can just pick and choose when he wants to come out and pick and choose when he wants to make music, is definitely him. So it was a great interview. If you got a chance to see it yet, definitely give that a shot. Um, Meek Mill, criminal record, has been wiped clean. We all know his situation that went back when he was a teenager and that followed him all the way up until um, his adult years and then when he had to be incarcerated for violating his probation for basically riding and popping a wheelie and riding a dirt bike through town. Um, Basically, the Reform Act that they started with him and Jay-Z and other um, people uh, getting criminal records expunged and stuff like that, especially for non-violent criminal um, acts. So congratulations to him for getting that expunged and getting his uh, record right clean. Right clean. That is very important, especially if you want to move on with the rest of your life. Uh, also, congratulations to Taylor Swift. She became a billionaire uh, with her tour that she's had over the success of her, of her tour. Uh, that has turned into a movie. People are going to the movies and see it. A lot of people have saw the, um, went to the tour. And definitely, so she's been in the news with dating Travis Kelsey and everything, but the sale of her albums, the tour, the movies, she has now become a billionaire. So congratulations to her. Also, Magic Johnson became a billionaire. Now, of course, we all know his many, many business ventures and uh, movie theaters and all this story. And now he's part owner of the Washington Commanders. So he reached billionaire status, so congratulations to him. Um, I want to say last but not least, uh, my condolences to the family of Richard Mole. He played the uh, bailiff bull on the Night Court um, sitcom back in the 80s um, and many other movies and TV shows that he played in. He passed away at the age of 80, so my thoughts and prayers are definitely going out to him. Uh, rest in peace to Matthew Perry. He passed away at the age of 54, apparently by it was a drowning uh, drowning unfortunate incident that took place with him over the weekend. Of course, we all know Matthew Perry from the um, popular show Friends that was back in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, everybody knows his history. Everybody knows that he dealt with um, addiction and substance abuse and everything. So they don't know if it was, I don't think that they don't think it was foul play or him being intoxicated or anything like that when he drowned or when he passed away. But um, very telling interview he did with Diane Sawyer last week of the amount of drugs and everything that he was on, even while filming the, um, the um, show Friends, that the amount of drugs that he was doing while filming that show, and he was still able to get through those episodes and do those episodes was amazing on his part. Um, hopefully, he found peace, the peace that he needs, and hoping and praying that he had a relationship with God and dealing with someone is dealing with demons of that sort and they're dealing with addiction and they're just looking for peace and they're, and they're just finding it sometimes in the wrong places so 
just remembering him, that theme song, Friends, is about the best thing that I remember from that Abdullah's episode. Was that, that, that theme song for Friends, it just stays with you. You can't get that song out of your head when you hear it. So, rest in peace to him and condolences to, his, uh, to him and his, fam- his family and his friends. And also, rest in peace to Richard Roundtree, Shaft, the original Shaft, um, passed away at the age of 81. Um, when you think about the black exploitation era of the 70s, when you think about him being reached, when you think about powerful men, black people of that era, Richard Roundtree is definitely an oak, definitely somebody who was looked up to as like a superhero. A lot of black kids, especially like my brother's age, who was born in the 70s, who was sick, who was 60, kids were born in the 60s and the 70s, they would definitely tell you one of their heroes was Shaq. And I'm just saying that Richard Roundtree paved the way for a lot of action heroes and black people to be in movies and just to be yourself, to be authentic, to be genuine, to be yourself and be unapologetically black in every aspect of the word to, to, to portray your brilliance, your intelligence, your, your charisma, everything, print, put it on screen and just be authentic and be black and be beautiful and do what you do and don't apologize for it. So that was just something that I always admired about him. He was a strong, strong, intelligent black man that did his thing and did it well. So rest in peace, Mr. Richard Roundtree. You will definitely be missed. You will never be forgotten and your impact will be felt forever. We all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find common ground and interest, begin to pick each other's brain and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. It's another episode of The Bridge. Get out with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, Big Kush. I will be posting this to um, Spotify for Podcasters as well as my Twitter page and my Facebook page. Uh, people, please stay safe, stay vigilant, watch out for each other, pray for one another. I pray for you. We pray for each other. We need each other to survive. Bottom line. And um, I will talk with you guys next week. Until then, stay safe. Have a good one. Peace.